Hello, I'm Amanda Griffiths, the Quality Director at Voyage Care. Welcome back to season two of our podcast, where the theme is quality. Today's episode is part one of a two-part Q&A episode with one of our service managers and operation managers in the north. Here, they'll discuss the care inspectorate and taking inspectors out for an ice cream. Hi, I'm Nicole, and with me, I've got Paul, our operations manager for the North, Diane, the service manager at Tredenark, and Kaylee, our senior support worker at Tredenark. Did you each want to kind of introduce yourself and give, give us a brief overview of what you do? Hi there, I'm Paul Brock, I'm the operations manager for Scotland. Um, so. Basically, my main role is supporting the services, making sure the growth uh, for Scotland is happening regularly, and also supporting with the quality, uh, the quality grades, and the delivery of the quality services of, uh, are of the utmost importance to us in Scotland as well as Voyage, of course. Hi, I'm Diane. I'm the service manager at Tredenock. I'm just here to ensure everybody that here support here to get the best care ever. Hi, I'm Kayleigh. I'm the Deputy Service Manager at Treadnock. I've not long been promoted and I work alongside Diane. Again, just ensuring the best quality of care for the people that we support and ensuring their day-to-day lives. Great. So I suppose the first question, I'll come to you, Diane, first, if that's okay. Um, what are some ways that you ensure high-quality care and support at Treadnock? We just make sure that everything's tailor-made to each individual. Um, it's always in the most professional way, but also to show that we compassion and understanding the, of the individual we support. We just make sure everybody's treated with empathy and respect and that the need, their needs are tailor-met to give them the best shot of life. Great. And as Kayleigh, as a senior support worker, would you like to add anything to that? We have... A, a very holistic approach to the people that we support. Obviously, they're each different. They have their own individual needs. Uh, we have really good relationships with each individual. And with that, we are able to ensure their quality of care, looking at each of their needs, but also together as a residential setting. We manage a lot with our guys all together. So... It is actually just quite like a, a big family that we have here. It, it's very close, so, yeah. Is there an example of you going the extra mile for a resident's care needs? So we can have an example. The person that we support who we were speaking of earlier, whose brother was on, it was her birthday last year, and she loves ABBA. And obviously we had lockdown, we had the restrictions and stuff. But we still managed to throw an ABBA theme party. Uh, the staff were dressed up in, is it 60s ABBA was? Is that when you say? Aye. They were all dressed up in their 60s gear and stuff. Uh, her favourite food is like McDonald's. We had, we bought in stuff. So it was like we had McDonald's at home. Uh, everybody participated in it. And it just brings them all together. And you actually see them happy. So... We managed to bring in the stuff from the outside that they enjoy inside for them still to have a good day. As much as it's one person's special day, 
everyone gets involved in it and all the residents love it. Like, there's another wee man that we look after. It was his 60th birthday at the start of lockdown. And as it was a special birthday for him, we, we wanted to do something really good for him. So at this time, following government guidelines and that, we managed to hire a piper for an hour. And we have a massive back garden and the piper stood down in the corner of our garden and he played the bagpipes for an hour and all the residents were out at the back and there was lots of tears of just happiness. The staff were there and just seeing everybody come together it made times special and enjoyable for them. But at the same time, the staff are also enjoying it. So, yeah, I think that makes us a, a pretty good team and just like, yeah, a big family here. Oh, gosh, that sounds amazing. Quite jealous I wasn't there. Oh, we, should, we have videos in that. It, it was a really good time. Oh, I'd love to see them sometime. So, what does the phrase high-quality care and support mean to you? And why is it so important? Yeah, so what good quality care looks like to me, um, first and foremost, it's the people we support are well looked after. They're happy. We're promoting independence. And we're certainly not um, de-skilling anyone or taking any of what they like to do away from them. We want to enhance uh, active support has been a great thing that Voyage Care are definitely leading the way on. I, I meet with a lot of other providers um, and MDT meetings, etc., commissioners, and I really do take pride in what Voyage promote, what ethos and what we do. Um, and active support is superb, making sure the guys are well looked after, medication even right down to stomp, that we're not over-medicating people. I think as long as people are thriving, healthy, and we're really promoting independence, activities we can do things as a group but also we make sure things are really really person-centered to that individual and I think we really do lead the way across the sector in that regard. Yeah absolutely I mean we refer to ourselves as sector leading and it's this kind of approach that helps us be that. Um, Diane what does high quality care and support mean to you? It means to me, me personally it means it's always about the individual um, the guys we look after. I was brought up with people with learning disabilities. I've always had a passion for care and to me the paperwork side is just a bit that needs to be done. To me it's been there for that person understanding their needs. Um, a lot of us don't have families. We're the only family that they do have so if we don't care for them nobody else will and they all deserve the highest quality care and every single one of them there's nobody that doesn't deserve to be cared for in a great way. Um, a couple of examples of that are like um, with the lockdown, some of the activities they've not been allowed to do. So we've recreated the same ones at Treadnought. We've painted a bowling alley on the fence and put lights up and stuff so that it kind of recreates actually going to the bowling for one of the people we support because that was his passion. He loved going every week and... It's just doing individual things like that, the movie nights instead of the cinema. Unfortunately, we couldn't do the swimming. There's no way we could put a pool out the back. So we're looking forward to going back to that. Um, but, you know, I just I just want to see the guys happy and healthy and happy where they live and feeling like this is their home. I think the, the key word that keeps coming up here is family, isn't it? And that's such a lovely thought of, you know, trying to make 
that family feel and it is that home. Um, before COVID, we actually had the back garden full and there must have been about 60 members of families there between the people we support, the staff. We had kids, we had grandkids and it was an absolutely amazing experience just to see them being included in everyday life with everybody else. It was no us and them, it was no people with difficulties and um, average people. It was just everybody just enjoyed the experience of being together and it was an amazing day. And last but not least, obviously Kayleigh, um, what does high quality care and support mean to you? Um, just why is it so important? I'll probably just really echo what Diane has just said. It's first and foremost, it's the people that we support. You need, you need to know them as a person and get to know them. And once you've got that relationship and that with them, you, you can build on that. The, the team can work together like to, to provide them. Sometimes some person might want somebody to support them one day, but the next day they don't want them, they want somebody else. And the team are very adaptable to that. I think training provided to the staff too with Voyage is great. Like I've never heard any, any complaint or anything towards any of the training here. The staff always come out of training really positive and they actually seem keen to take on new challenges and stuff after being a training. So that's quite a positive thing because then they adapt that to to the guys. Uh, that's the only other thing other than everything Diane just said, I would add. Sorry, can I add on? We are supporting another service at the minute and we're now looking at ways to try and possibly include them in like outings and trips along with the people that live here. Because one of our guys originally is from Aberdeen, so... One of the guys at the other service, he supports Aberdeen football team. So we're looking to try and possibly get when one goes home to visit family, this other one can go and watch the football game and just kind of a, make it like an extra part of Team Dreadnought. The expanding our family. <laughs> That's really cool, actually. Um, so always like a community get-together from other services. Yeah. And Paul, if I come uh, over to you next, if that's okay. Um, we, we know that obviously quality in Scotland is slightly different to England. Could you talk us through that a bit more? Yeah, of course. So the care inspector in Scotland is slightly different from the CQC in England, whereby the grades, for example, so you go from four good, we'll not go any lower because we don't have any lower. So we'll go for good as grades of four, Grades of five is very good. And then you get grades of six, which is excellent. So basically, I believe the CQC is good straight on to outstanding. So technically, our very good in Scotland is the equivalent of outstanding in England. Um, the majority of our services in Scotland, we don't have any individual grades uh, lower than four. And the majority of the services are graded very good, with the exception of Tredenock, which is actually graded excellent which is almost unheard of in scotland unfortunately i've dealt with a lot of care inspector officers some are better than others but but they're all good to be fair and some of them have actually stated to me that they don't give out grades of sixes which is frustrating so the fact that treadnought has achieved sixes is truly phenomenal um and kayleigh and diane as they alluded to earlier they've actually not been and the manager's position and deputy position that long in the grand scheme of things. But what they've done is 
they've carried on the brilliant work with the previous manager, um, which needs to get a special mention. But basically, the transition from manager to Diane and Kayleigh has, has been seamless and actually we've enhanced a lot of things. So the fact that, the, that we've had the grades of excellent and maintained it is, as I said earlier, phenomenal. They have probably not done themselves justice. I've actually ran out of superlatives trying to praise Diane, Kayleigh and the team at Treadnought. We truly are a, a wonderful team. Kayleigh used the word family earlier on and that probably sums it up wonderfully. The families and the people with support cannot praise the team anymore. The attention to detail that they get into, that goes for paperwork, one-to-one -one support, the physical, the caring, the moral side. There's just that words don't praise this service enough. And the fact that during an unprecedented pandemic, that the guys not only were fine and safe, they actually flourished. Where, and that was down to the team and their innovative ideas and activities. Um, and I cannot praise that service enough, to be honest. So quality is of the utmost important importance to myself, the team in Scotland, as well as Voyage, of course. And my team, including Treadnought, really, really carry the, the torch for that, which I'm so proud and delighted that they're doing, how passionate they are to make sure that the people we support get the best possible care and support that we can deliver. And we always say if, if the care and support is good enough for our own mum, dad, brother, sister, that's good enough then. If it's not, why not? So that's what we try and work towards. That's fantastic to hear. And um, just a huge congratulations on three to Treadenock for um, getting such a great rating. Uh, it'd be great to hear a little bit about how you would prepare for that inspection and what steps do you take to ensure success? Yeah, well, obviously you can't really prepare for the inspection because you don't know when they're coming. But um, what we do is we're just like a consistent team. We make sure the staff are updated constantly, for the, not even so much through written communication. I prefer to speak to each individual staff member so that I, I know that the information has been passed on. And other roles that I've done in other jobs, people are afraid of inspectors and other officials coming into the service, I've tried to instill not to do that. These people are here just to do a job. They're here to make sure we are providing the best care for the people that live here. And our last inspection, because our paperwork and stuff was in such good order, our care inspector actually was sent out into the community with a couple of the people who support to actually witness how we provide the best support for them. That's such a great view to take with an inspection. It shouldn't be something that feels really scary because you're always prepared. So Kaylee, how did that inspection feel for you? Uh, when that time actually the inspector came out, it was like only my second, I think it was acting senior shift and I was on my own when it turned up. And like, yeah, I was a bit nervous. It was a bit nerve wracking, but I just thought, I know what I'm talking about, so let's just do it. So I took him around and introduced them to the people we support. To me at the time, it, it was a bit daunting, but it was also good. So then when he looked at everything, I, I went over some folders and that with him and getting the good feedback is really good. And then the fact that he had nothing else to look at and actually went and spent the time out in the community having an ice cream with some of the people we support, I think that shows that it we're doing something right, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's definitely a good feeling. But it was their favourite ever inspection as well. 
<laughs> get an ice cream. <laughs> it's been great to obviously talk about how quality is measured externally. Um, Paul, it'd be great to hear how we measure that internally through, I think we have things like quality questionnaires and internal audits. Yeah, so from my perspective, Nicole, we have got manager supervision appraisals where always talk about quality and how we prepare for the care inspectorate. We have got our weekly team meetings and then we'll get our big monthly meeting and we've always got a section on quality and care inspectorate. And I also do a fortnightly report where I get an update, which again includes quality. I'll probably say quality about 100 times here, but that's how important that is to us. I'm delighted that both Diane and Kelly raised the point that we, we welcome the care inspectorate or indeed the local authorities, whether that be the contracts and monitor team or commissioning, because it's just another um, wheel in the uh, cog and, and the machine, if you like, to make sure that we give the best possible care to the people we support. They're not someone to be feared. That goes for the CQC or the Inspector of Wheels. It's all about trying to enhance the delivery of care. And we're always looking to learn and, and improve, never stand still. And I think treading up a testament that, that we never stand still with things. A big thing I like to do is we've got a care inspectorate folder in each service. And every time we do something new, whether that be extra training, specialist training, or even reviewing the menu planner, for example, where we've involved dietitians or specialists. So anything new will have a section in my care inspector folder that's new since the last inspection. So it's easy to bring out any evidence because it can be a wee bit nerve wracking when people are speaking to the inspectors. So if you've got that folder where all evidence since the last inspection you've had, it's just so much easier. And it's also stimulates the management to be able to talk about what they've done rather than try to remember things off the top of their head. So hopefully that could be a wee tip across the board for, for the other ops and managers in Voyage. So it's really just about planning. Diane commented earlier that the inspectors can turn up any time. And if you're prepared, you're auditing your paperwork regularly, which we do, we get your mini audits, stock checks, etc., where you're making sure that the quality and detail, because again, that's a key factor that you've got the evidence um, and written down to prove. And if you've, you've kept on top of that, the guys at Treadnock and hopefully across the, the country as well, we've nailed the, the we're, we're keeping top of the direct care, the moral side, but if we keep on top of the paperwork side and the evidence, it means no matter who walks through that door, we're prepared and, and it's not panic stationed as well. Diane, if I could ask you about the um, internal audits that you do at Treadnock. I've tried to make sure that all the seniors take a part in filling out all of these because it's a good way of getting to know the guys a wee bit better, especially seeing as we are a new-ish senior team. We've got new seniors, we've got new manager and deputy, new acting seniors. So I try to include them all and we delegate a wee section to each so that then they're then getting to know where everything is in all the folders so that when we do get inspections, everybody knows where everything is. Everything's organised so that we don't have to get this panic when somebody comes in. And Paul, could you tell us about the quality questionnaires that we do? Yeah, so just to echo what Diane and Kayla were commenting there about different steps we can take to capture each person, we've got the quality questionnaires. So we fill that out for each and every individual person we support. Those have got very intimate details, their likes, dislikes, health, 
and it captures a real good pragmatic approach or a holistic approach, sorry, for those people in a very individual way. And that helps us to deliver and that helps us in every day delivery of care, whether that be the support plan, activities, menus, and it's also a good way of recording things. Um, and also, as well as them, the, the teams, and especially Treadrop, up, we monitor things daily, weekly, monthly, because something that someone may have liked a month ago, two months ago, a year ago, they might not like now. And COVID has obviously changed a lot of things as well, so there'll be a lot of work as, as restrictions are easing. But the, the key thing here is knowing people extremely well the staff team know that the people will support very well and that there's evolution that no one is standing still there's always that can we do more can we can we change things can we improve things and i think that willingness to evolve with with the times with the climate with challenges i think that bodes well for for the team but specifically trending up diane and kaylee well thank you for your time it's been a really interesting discussion Thanks for listening. Remember to keep listening next Wednesday for part two, where we will talk to a family member who describes the fog being lifted when his sister moved into one of our Scottish residential care homes. <laughs>